Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Yo, this is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network alongside Frankie Stanfield. I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, man? Frankie, what's happening here? Hump Day, Wednesday, March 20th. Happy opening day, Greg, from Tokyo. Happy opening day to you as well. Oh, there you go, Greg. Got the mic on? Thank you. I shut it off because I was moving around and I didn't want to, you know. How you doing, man? How's everything going? Sorry, not man. going great, man. I'm going to set the tone for the show. Greg is very grouchy. Greg is grouchy. Everyone's talking crap about his Maryland Terrapins. Everyone has Belmont upsetting the Terps in the first round, including me in my bracket. But I'm just going based on what Greg tells me. Greg tells me Maryland sucks. So I, I, I take them to lose in the first round. And not only that... Because I'm sitting there, and I'm excited for Maryland to play. I'm going to put it up on the screen downstairs. I'm probably going to miss some programming because of that. And Frank's just like, Ah, go Belmont! Yeah, go Belmont! I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, I want to do well. Would I, would I, would I do that bragging, to his team? Do I, do I do that Like when I walk in? Like, oh, the Jets suck! Yeah! Well, you can. I mean, everyone else does. Fine. I'm used to it. Sorry, Greg. How's it going? We had a few drafts last night. I feel like that might be contributing to Greg's uh, grouchiness as well. Yeah, oh yeah. Everything's contributing to my grouchiness. There's only one thing that's currently going well in my life, I'd say, and that's Judy. fantasy basketball at the oh, moment. Right. <laughs> I hope Judy's not listening. It's fine. No, it's not Judy. It's fantasy basketball. Yeah, I mean, Judy's like in the ass moment. Really? Wedding stuff? Stupid stuff. Oh, no. Not even wedding stuff. Stupid stuff. It's not even her fault. Like, I don't blame her. I'm not mad, I'm not mad at her in any way. It's... Other people in regards to other things. Ah, I'm not looking forward to that. It has nothing to do with the wedding. Okay. Nothing at all. It's all good. All right, Greggy. I mean, we had a lot going on last night. So, then last night, Uh-oh. as everybody knows, I, have two dra- I had two drafts last night. Two drafts. So, my setup was, was beautiful. I got there. I was the first person to the room where we were drafting. My buddy and I who listened to the program. Sat down in my seat, right? I had my computer right here, my iPad right here, right? iPad in the CBS draft, ready to, ready to rock, ready to get excited. Let, let's go. Ready to go. Ready to rock. I got my laptop here, as I am commissioner, as you know, for our draft, my only draft. You got a lot going on. A lot of people trading picks and stuff. You got you to gotta fix it all. As everybody, it as everybody knows, uh, baseball started today. We'll get into that in a bit. So I not only have to keep track of the draft board in this league. Let's look at this league for a second. Keep track of the draft board, of course. Cross out my players like, as they go. 
keep track of who I'm taking and like making sure like I'm filling out my roster and looking good and getting the categories. I have to enter the teams into Yahoo at the same time to make sure everything gets locked and loaded to be ready for people to play this morning. So the stats count. You're a busy guy. Meanwhile, I'm still trying to follow another draft right here while keeping time per pick in my draft. You're a busy man. And it's just out. so overwhelming. And then unfortunately, during the draft, there's some unfortunate news of some staffing here that I had to take care of, like work-wise, so I'm like always on work. I know about this? I, I don't know. Probably not. Tell me during the break. Sure. It's the way, it's just, the way the, things go. It's just, it's just a, like a, a family situation that like, like popped up out of nowhere. And I had to handle that. And I'm just like, I keep saying, it's just like, I'm just, my head is just like. That's why we okay. tried not to stress you out. No, 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 First pick, are we sure we want to get a draft? Jose Ramirez, I respond immediately, like, definitely. Jose Ramirez, got it. Yep. Second round comes, Frank lines with the players for me. We also offered to do a three-way FaceTime, but you didn't want any I was in the middle of a draft. Okay. I mean, look, that would have changed things, though. No, it wouldn't have, because I could not talk to you. I was not capable of adding another thing to my plate. Well, that's, that's not our fault. Not your fault. So immediately, Frank then texts out, like, who's coming up for the second round, which I appreciated. Like, here are the guys there. What should we do? And I'm following now. I'm keeping track. And I'm like, wow, Stanton's going to be there. We should draft Stanton. What does Frank do? Draft Stanton. Oh, this is great. This is perfect. It's going exactly how I wanted, to, how I wanted it to go. Very, very happy. Following, I feel like I'm a real part of the team. I'm, I'm, I'm helping out. Third pick comes along. Third pick comes along. Let's see here. I don't want to screw this up. All right. All right, Stanton, uh, I want Stanton. Please take him. We're up. It's Stanton. We got Stanton. Frank, now what? So I say, so he goes, here's the text message conversation in order. We got Stanton. My immediate response to we got Stanton is, all right, now what? Engaged. Want to know what's happened. Next thing I know, no response from Frank. No response from Florio. My next text message says, Morte, huh? No pitcher? It wasn't like, hey, what should we do? It wasn't like, all right, here are the pitchers left. That's what do you think? It wasn't like, here are the outfielders left. Here are the players left. It was just no response. Well, and my next text message is, Marte, huh? Okay. And I will now defend myself in Florio. Sure. And remember, what we, we were on the turn. A starting pitcher. We knew we wanted a pitcher in the first three rounds, Greg. That was the plan. That is correct. That was the plan. But everyone went between our Stanton pick and our third round pick. So we're Read pick, the guys that went. For pick four, it was, it was Freeman. Blackman, Bauer, Javi sure. Baez, Carrasco, Syndergaard. Right. We really wanted one of Carrasco, Bauer, Carrasco, Syndergaard, Syndergaard. Bauer. Yes. Obviously. They all go. Right. So at this point, we're All like, three off the table. The starting pitchers are gone. Right. And well, no, well, there are. we're kind of caught off. We're caught off guard a little bit. We're sure. caught off guard. Well, I wouldn't say. To be completely honest. Sure. So okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, obviously, there's starting pitchers that are available. Yeah. Who, who were some of the starters that were available at this time? Uh, James Paxton was my top ranked starting pitcher available. Okay. So Paxton, I mean, Strasburg was available, who you don't like. Paxton. Mind you, this is pick 34 in the draft. Sure. So it's the early third round. Right. Now, we opted to zig when everyone else was zagging. So now, we, we it wasn't like... We adjusted it to the draft board. Sure. 
We took the value. But it wasn't like I was, was the best I wasn't available. even told about this potential value. Like, here. Well, because we thought we were going to get a pitcher. So I didn't, like, we only had a, a minute and 20 seconds left. Uh-huh. So I didn't really have a lot of time to text you because I'm talking to Florio. We're FaceTiming. But like, it wasn't, it wasn't even like. So what would you had us, what would you have had us do? I didn't even know who was there. What would you have wanted then? Based on, I'll, I'll read you the, the players who were there. I, I love you. Would you do that? That'd be great. Starling Martin. We have, we have Jose Ramirez on our team. We have Giancarlo Stanton. Fantastic Stanton. start. Stanton. Love it. I don't regret one, oh, no. one bit at all. Absolutely he not. he shouldn't be there at pick That was part of, uh, we said that, so, they dropped, we take him. second round. No issue. I said, no issues with you Stanton. asked me who I wanted, I said Stanton. Yeah, because I mean. Thrilled with it. You might have buyer's remorse afterwards and say, well, you know, we could have taken a starting pitcher there. Then we don't get, end up I don't. I don't. I don't either. I don't. I don't either. So the top available players, Greg, are Starling Marte, Whit Merrifield, Juan Soto, Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, Adalberto Mondesi, Cody Bellinger, Anthony Rendon, Andrew Benintendi, mm. and then it's Paxton, uh-huh. Strasburg, right. that whole group. That, that Clevenger, yep. Flaherty, yep. Wheeler, right. that whole group. So for me personally, yes. I would have either taken, not the huge Marte guy, you know that, but like out of the names you mentioned, Chris Bryant and Cody Bellinger both come to mind as two of the hitters that I may have preferred. And that's why, obviously, we had Stan. And I don't have time. I'm not a big, you know, I'm not a Bryant guy. Fine. And, and this is something, I, and I completely recognize in a minute and 20 seconds, it's very hard. And I'm not there, FaceTiming, to talk this part out with you. And I recognize that. But if you're telling, I would have, what I would have liked was like a text message like, hey, here's the guy that is on the board. Starling Marte is like our guy. That's fine. Greggy, if I had more time, I would have. Starling Marte is the guy. We got the we whole crew. We didn't even, because look, we took one minute, 17 seconds left. It's one minute and 20 clock. So it was down to the wire. We so who, really know so who like, are you deciding between at that spot? We were, we were honestly, we were going to grab more stolen bases here. So it was between Marte, Merrifield, and Mondesi. Oh my God. Those were the three that we were debating. Oh my God. But Greg, after that, we didn't have to worry about stolen bases for a long time. So my we have ult- the Marte, Jose Ramirez. So base. if you would have been off of Bryant, you would have been off Bellinger. I would if it was me. Yeah, which is what you asked, I would have pushed to bring up one of the pitchers. And I'll tell you why. None of them were coming back. Not a single one was going to get back to us. Not Paxton, disagree. not Strasburg, not Clef. I disagree. Not Flaherty. Because, did they? To me, yes, they did. Because, no. because Wheeler and Tyone are in the same tier. But none of those four came back. Yes, they did. Oh. Wheeler and oh, Tyone took- were both there in the fourth round. Well, what about the other four I just mentioned? Were they there as well? No, no, no. Flaherty. But, but how about this? For the rest of the third round, nobody else took a pitcher. So at that point, at the end of the third round, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm saying, all right, well, you know, some pitchers are going to make it back. Clevenger goes in the fourth. Flaherty goes in the fourth. Paxton, Granke, Strasburg, they all go right ahead of us. See, we missed, me, so Greg, it's like we missed the why, second run. But no, no, no. But why do we pull a starting pitcher of that caliber up the board into right. round, early round three when, in my opinion, Wheeler and Tyone are similar talented pitchers. They're, they're in the same tier, and we had the option to grab either one of them I believe, at the end of the fourth round. I thought that, I, I thought, the, at least when we had spoken, that the Clev, Flaherty, Paxton tier was above this other tier. No, it's all one tier for me. I, I thought have, those guys were all above. 12, the top 12, which, cu- which cuts off with Walker Bueller, who we will get into later on. He made his debut last night. And then my tier three, Greg, this is my tier three. Paxton, Clevenger, Flaherty, Tyone, Wheeler. I got to move Wheeler up, obviously. <laughs> I've been drafting him everywhere. <laughs> Uh, but Wheeler, Tyone, Corbin, and Strasburg. To uh-huh. me, that's tier three. That's uh-huh. pitcher 13 through 19. We got a guy towards the end of tier three. 
but they're all in the same tier. I don't. I really don't think that they're that far off, Greg. I don't think the difference between Paxton and Wheeler or Tyone is worth pulling Paxton all the way up the board into early round three. In, right now, we'll see how the pitching actually turns out, but I don't regret that we took Starling Marte in the beginning of the third round because I think it gave us a base. We have Jose Ramirez, Marte, and Stanton. We have the power. We have RBIs. We have runs scored. Like Jose Ramirez, five-category contributor. Stanton, really home runs, RBIs, and runs. And Installing Marte gives you batting average. He'll give you stolen bases. So he kind of counteracted what you needed from Giancarlo Stanton. So I don't regret what we, what we did at that point through the first three rounds. I, it's going through my head like, oh, my God, our pitching is going to be terrible. But as we will get to, Greg, I don't think it turned out so bad. I think it's terrible. I do. Based on where we were at in the draft, I, I, I think we executed I don't like any the of the, best I, of our ability. I don't like any of these players. I'm sorry, Greg. You don't like Zach Wheeler? Not as a number one starter, I don't know. I mean, ideally, I don't either, but... You want him as a three. You got him as a one. I mean, I got him as, I got him as a two over the weekend, too. He pulled him, the up, he pulled him up there, too. He did. Yeah. I want him. To me, why can't Zach Wheeler, based on what he did in the second half... I love Zach He's not going to do that. He's not going to have a sub-two ERA. But yeah. I, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. Sure. Why can't Zach Wheeler be this year's Aaron Nola? Why can't he? Health, number one. It's 180 innings It's great last year. I'm not disputing anything, anything about because Zach Wheeler. I love Zach Wheeler also. The only reason why you don't like him as your one is because you haven't seen him do it for a full season. Correct. Absolutely. But we're all projecting him to take that next step, and... He don't you contract year, but didn't you want? But didn't you want some sort of safety with that in case I, it doesn't ideally, work out? Ideally, yes. But to me, it wasn't worth pulling Paxton all the way up the board into the early third round if you could get someone of similar caliber, you know, nearly thirty picks later. Hmm. I don't think the difference between all right, you know, if we would have taken Paxton in round three and then right. whoever our outfielder would have been in round four. Who's who's there? There was, let's see, the next outfielder taken was... This isn't the outfielders, the hitters. You, were, you weren't just looking at outfielders okay. at the time. It was Correa went right after Wheeler, Tyone, Abreu, Robinson Cano in the fifth, Daniel Murphy, Segura. You're like naming players that I like. I like, I like all of these guys. Gene Segura is actually a perfect replacement, theoretically, yeah, for Starling Marte. Marte. Like, Gene Segura is a poor man Starling Marte, basically. Right, so you've been training, absolutely. Yeah. So you're training up. But I don't think the difference between Paxton and Wheeler is worth that difference between Marte and Segura anyway. Plus, you get the second outfielder, Greg, in, in Marte. Sure. And M was there, too. I mean, I want to absolutely yeah. about him. You look, I mean, you, Tommy Pham is your guy. I like Tommy Pham, too. But then we come around in the early fifth round, and we get Berrios, too. And he's another guy who can take that next step this year. Right? You, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't even really like Jose Berrios. I, I do like Berrios. And I, now, and you're in, now, now you're in on Berrios. No, I've always liked Berrios. It's just the way that my teams have been constructed, I didn't really have an opportunity to grab him. Ideally, I would want him as an SP3. A lot of people are ending up with him as, as their two. We end up with him as our two because we really needed pitching at that point. And... It just so happens in a lot of my drafts, I already have two starting pitchers by round by the end of round four, or I'm just going to take Wheeler in round five. So I don't, I just don't. Based on the way I construct my teams, I just haven't had really an opportunity to grab Jose Barrios. But if it didn't here because we needed a starting pitcher, he's our SP two, and I think he's another one of these pitchers who has the upside to take that next step, Greg. What do you like about Barrios? Well, he's gonna he's 
been durable. I mean, based on what he did last year, like he took that next step in terms of being an ace pitcher in terms of uh, workload. He took that next step. I think he's going to give us 200 strikeouts. I think the whip is going to be you know sub 1.2. I think the ERA is going to be better than where it's been. He's had he's had major home road splits. He had a 3.8 ERA last year. You're you're telling me that he doesn't have the talent to be a three five ERA pitcher. I know right? he has the talent, no. but it's somebody yeah. else that hasn't put it together. I mean, his his he ex, hasn't yet. His XFIP in the second this half is last his, year. This is his third pitch, right? His XFIP. I mean, this is his third his third year. Sure, is it third, third or fourth? His XFIP in the second half over four over four last year. You know, his WHIP in the second half one point four last year. So we we keep pointing to Zach strikeout per inning. Yeah, absolutely. We keep pointing to Zach Wheeler's second half though. One point one four WHIP. Like the one point four WHIP in the second half. Yeah, but overall for the season, one point one four whip. But do you take Zach Wheeler's entire season too? Yeah, you've pointed out of those last ten yeah, starts. Well, I, I'm, yeah, but I'm realistic with it. I'm telling you, he's not gonna be a sub two ERA pitcher. Well, you're telling me he could be Aaron Nola. Yeah, which is a low threes ERA. Sure. Which it's also, I, and I think Barrios could be could jump down into the three five three six. Yeah, one point one four whip for the season. That's better than a three point eight ERA pitcher. Right? It is. I guess we'll find out. Yes, we will. Taking a break. We'll be back right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621. 866-484-9621. That's 866-484-9621. Keith Irizarry is calling the shots. Eli Manning was in the bottom third of the NFL even when he was not pressured in efficiency rating. He couldn't throw the ball down the field anymore. We could go on and on and on about Eli Manning. And I like Eli Manning. I truly do. Uh, But Eli Manning is no longer elite. I don't know if he ever was, to be truthful. But Eli Manning is just not that dude. Weekdays, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Recapping our GST draft last night. We're up to round six. And what just confuses me is, the reason I was so comfortable with Frank and Mike doing this without me, because I talk to Frank literally every day, and Mike almost every day about draft stuff. Frank more so, obviously, two hours with you guys, and then 
whenever we talk off the air. It's like I kind of have an idea of who he likes, when he likes it, and like that's cool. But then we get to the round six. Like every pick, like, especially the first four, because I didn't know you liked Jose Barrios, but like Wheeler and before that, like I know you like those guys, right? Like, none of those are a surprise. Pulling and, and Florio loves Wheeler, so pulling up the board like that, none of that's surprising in any way. Jose Barrios thing, I didn't like it. I stand by that. But fine. Would you have taken over Barrios? I would have. In that situation, would have taken you take over Barrios. It, you took yeah. Barrios, the next starting pitcher drafted was Miles Michaelis in yeah. round six. And you had David Price later on. David Price actually was the next starting pitcher drafted. And Herman Marquez, actually. All right, you want, you want Herman no, Marquez? No. You want Coors Field on this team? No, 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 no. You know that. You know I don't want right, those. So guys. would you have taken over Barrios? See, this is why I hate being locked into a pitcher here, ultimately. David Price? I hate being locked into the pitcher. Berrios was the last yeah, know, I mean, he's a, upside pitcher. I'm not disagreeing that Berrios is the best pitcher on the board. I'm not disagreeing with that. I was surprised he was there. I thought Ronis was going to take it. And if he would have, we probably would have taken Daniel Murphy, to be honest. I would have loved it. But we would have taken whoever Ronis didn't, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's the, that was the, those are the two guys we were looking at. Anyway. Let you inside the mind of a drafter. Anyway. Just for the record, Frank practiced that line during the break. No, it's not true. Round six. This one makes... Zero sense to me. This we, we, we have this is the Chris Venture pick. Chris Venture's not on our team. He's part of the show now, though. Chris Venture's not on our team. Team BFF. Right, right, you know? but, but there's the three of us. Chris Venture wants to pay an entry fee. He's team BFF. He, he, can, he can pay an entry fee. All right. Well, if so, he, so if he round gives us $20 six. to pick Ozzy Albies, you know? So round six. We have stat here so many times. Yesterday, in fact, we gave you our second base targets. And we gave you this whole tier. We said, oh, man, second base is deep. I don't think Cano went in the fifth round. Obviously, Cano went already. Scooter Jeanette went already. And yet, one of the guys that we absolutely loved doesn't go for the other five rounds. Not sure. You're talking about Odor? Round 10. Was round 10. Right. Four six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You did it in the sixth. Sure. Round 10 goes Odor. Because there's second no base... Knowing, there's no way of knowing he's going to be there in round 10. Though. Because second base is so deep. Frank has pointed to Ozzy... Frank has pointed to Ozzy Albies' second half many times on this show. Particularly... When talking to Chris Ventra, and Ventra just goes, oh, I love him. I love him. And that's cool. Like, I get it. It's what Ventra's guys, no issue. But to see that Frank and Mike then take Ozzy Albies in the sixth round makes no sense to me. All right, Greg, Especially when guys like Victor Robles are on the board, who I like, who we like, who we've taken. Shane Bieber, when we desperately need pitching. Mitch Hanniger. Sixth round, though. Bieber, Greg? Who went four, four picks later, for the record. Yeah, Mitch that's Hanniger? That's by far the highest I've seen him go in any draft. Mitch Hanniger? Pick when there's, we can certainly use some power in a third outfielder? We were debating Albies and Hanniger. That, those, were, those were the picks. Why take Ozzy Albies? After being off him, especially in this spot, so long. We like the value. We like the value on Albies. But if you don't like the player, who cares? I, I've, never, I've never said that I'm completely out on Ozzy Albies. You don't love, you don't polarizing. Love. Very much so. It's hard to figure out. How many shares of Ozzy Albies do you have before this? this, this, I've had one in best ball, I think. So this would be the second. But do you just ignore what he did in the first half too, Greg? Remember when we were talking to Brad Ziegler on Friday? He made great points that do you just ignore what a player did in the first half too? And look, pitchers made adjustments to him in the second half. He needs to make adjustments back. Now let's see what he he learned in the offseason. He's in a great lineup with the Atlanta Braves. He's probably going to hit fifth or sixth in that lineup. I think he has the upside to steal more bases than he did last year. He had higher upside in terms of stealing bases in the minors. 
He stole more in the minors. So I think that more stolen bases could come this year. He could be a 2020 player. And in the Braves lineup, the counting stats are going to be really good. We just... It was, we felt like it was good value. We were debating but him like, versus Hanniger but 20, at the end of the sixth round. You told me that you felt like you had, speed, you had the speed kind of together. When I asked you, why don't you take Victor Robles, a guy that we've been on, we, we really like. Well, Albie's a little bit more trustworthy than Robles. Sure. Been in the majors for a season. Reasonable. That, that, season. That's reasonable. But like second baseman, again, deep position. I know you're very big on filling outfielders. Yes. So, we were debating Hanniger too. I like Hanniger. No issue with Hanniger. Hanniger was Ozzie Albies is like, a bit of everything. what are we doing here? Just explain it. Yeah, I, I, I disagree. But, I mean, do you just not like Ozzy Albies at all? You're just out on him? I, I just, the position, if, he, felt like if he's there a little, if he's there a little bit later round, on, right? maybe, I just, I, 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 you, you just kind of seem right now a slave to ADP to me. Like, oh, there's value here. I gotta take him. There's value here. I gotta take him. With just Albies, anyone else that I've talked about? Starling Marte. I didn't. I didn't mention. Sure, you did. You said you said there's no pitchers on the board, so the highest value. No, yeah, is I said I didn't think the difference between Paxton in the third and one of someone right, at the end because of you didn't want to pull pa- because you wouldn't want to pull Paxton up. Yeah, but it's not being a slave to ADP. If I think that th- those pitchers are comparable and they're in the in the same tier, and I think that I could get one of them at the end of round four, to me, Paxton is a round four pitcher. So I understand what you're saying about ADP, right? right? Uh-huh. But if I know that I can get someone at the end of that tier. Who's going to give similar production mm-hmm. in round four? Yep. And why wouldn't I wait until the end of round four and get one of those pitches? Because given that we given that we started, and we're, we didn't get either of the pitchers, any of the pitchers in the tier that we wanted, right? That Syndergaard tier that ended up a pick before us, because we didn't get any of them. My thought process at that point would have been, well, let me grab two of the next tier, so I can make sure. And Jose Burrios, I believe, is not in that tier for you. He's just outside of it. Right. So I would that, damn close. That's what I would have done personally. I wasn't in the draft, and it's my fault. I can't, I can't really bitch and moan when I wasn't there. I didn't really participate, but I'm going to bitch and moan anyway. The Ozzie Albies pick is one that I ha- have not made in a lot of drafts. Mm-hmm. It is not very typical. Frank-like. Right. It is not. We continue on. And I'm not just going to throw Florio under the bus because I agree you, to take you, the pick, you, too. You, you can, but Florio liked Ozzie Albies. You got a text message about Ozzie Albies? I don't know. Look. I'm going to look Florio. here. Florio. Ask him why he uh, wanted Ozzie I, I don't disagree with the value there, too. I think at the end of the sixth round, it is a good value. It gives you a little bit of everything across the board. Sprinkling in a 2020 player with good counting stats in the middle of the Braves lineup. I never said that I was out on Albies. He's a hard player to figure out because he had an awesome first half last year, and the second half was abysmal. There's no doubt about that. All right, so then, uh, so Frankie texts me, Greg, you were hoping for Barrios here. You cool with that? I said, quote, oi. They draft Barrios, and then... They asked me about Vlad and essentially skipped the Ozzy Albies pick. I want to make that very clear. We're thinking uh, Vlad Olsen maybe a closer. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I lied. I don't, I don't, I don't misrepresent. Ozzy Albers there is too. Late six. Vlad, Albies, Olsen, Hanniger. What say you? I say Vlad. We forgot we had, we had, Jose Ramirez is only at third base. Yeah, he doesn't have second base. We took, Al, we, we took Albies and then Chapman. Right. But a role this Chapman in the early seventh round, Greg. Not a problem at all. And we were kind of towards the beginning of that closer run. So you saw, so right before, every, like, so right before, seven, right before Chapman goes in the seventh, right before Chapman goes in the seventh, Kenley Jansen goes, Brad Hand goes, and Frank and, and Mike smartly and rightfully saw the closer role coming and got one, got one of the big ones on there. I thought it was a great move. 
not a single issue. It was a good pick. And I like Chapman over Burrow. So, you know, very happy with that. It's a good job. We were debating Chapman versus Osuna. I think Vlad was still kind of in the discussion there. Matt Olson was in the discussion as well, who you know I like at the first base position. Uh, but ultimately, we took Chapman, and I thought it was a smart move because in round seven, let's see, one, two, three, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine closers yep. so out of 15 picks yep. in round seven. So if we don't take Chapman in, in at that point, then we're looking at, oh, I don't even know. Arodis Vizcaino was like the next closer. That would have been our option around eight. So we were ahead of the curve there. So fantastic pick. Not a single point of contention from my side. All right? Sure. Let's get to round eight. At round eight, I know we, we were talking in the chat. The Archer, Kershaw still there in round eight. Oh, that, this was this round. Kershaw. Tanaka's there, Archer's there. Three guys that we... Kershaw you don't like, but at round eight, you talk about value, that's at round eight. He's there around eight. That's actually what we were going to do. We were going to take Kershaw. Because I don't like Kershaw at his ADP from over the weekend in the NFBC main events, and I wrote about this on my Patreon. 74 was his ADP. But when you talk about where we were at in this draft, in the eighth round, we're right around pick 110, 115. At that point, I think, yeah, so at that point, like, if, if you're around 100 or later for Kershaw, you get yeah. it as your SP3, I'm totally fine with that. And that's, we got sniped on a couple of picks right before there. Because we were looking at Kershaw, we were talking about Tanaka, um, and, you know, with three picks to go, it went Kershaw, Severino, Tanaka right ahead of us. And we're just sitting there like, this was the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. Because we were targeting starting pitchers. Would you have taken Severino as well? You didn't mention him. I don't to us. think so. Because I, I didn't get yeah, that. I think yet. he should go later. Okay. Just because you know he's going to miss one more. Sure. But Kershaw and Tanaka were very much on the radar. Definitely. Yeah. And Archer went in this round too. So so did Matt Olson before our next pick. So we're up and we're kind of like, yeah. All right. So, we want a starting pitcher. Because this is one of the confusing ones for me. You want a starting, you want a starting pitcher, and, and the next ones that ultimately go are Kyle Hendricks, who we never have drafted. I hope. Eduardo Rodriguez. Which. You know, you Wouldn't start, have been crazy if we took On it. this team, yeah. And then it's a starting pitching run. Hendricks, Eduardo Rodriguez, Luis Castillo, Robbie Ray, Nick Pavetta. Um, they all go here. Because we, all, all right, so we have so, Berrios and Wheeler at this point, right. and Mike and I are talking, and we're Charlie Morgan we're as well. basically saying to each other, we just have to grab as many upside guys as we possibly can. Yeah. We have to grab that, you know, the, the group that we talk about. The Musgrove, about yesterday the show. Uh-huh. Eduardo yep. Rodriguez. Yep. Uh, a lot of those upside guys, just try and grab as many of them as possible. So to me, personally, okay. in this spot, I'll tell you what I would have done differently. Okay. In, in this spot... We took Jesus Aguilar, for those wondering what we did. I wasn't going to reveal that yet, but okay. I wouldn't have taken a pitcher because they are all very similar. Yep. Like, I, I would have waited to the next pick, eight picks later, because they are all very similar, and I don't, like, feel this huge tug toward Eduardo Rodriguez, for instance, who I think was probably my next pitcher on the board. Like, I don't feel that huge tug. I didn't do it in my other draft last night, which we'll get to in an hour or two. Um, so I would have... I, I agree with what you guys did uh, in taking a hitter. That being said, I don't agree that Jesus Aguilar was the best hitter. Was there anybody else that you guys were considering at that spot? Not really, because for us, he was the last of that tier a first baseman, okay. that starting worthy tier. You know, at this point, Mike's bringing up the fact that he likes Max Muncie, and I will one hundred percent tell you, I I'm not a Max. Muncy I like Max Muncy. The, the, the eligibility is great. I mean, for 
for OBP and points league, sure. But for batting average, Roto, it's just, he's kind of blah to me. So at this point, it's Jesus Aguilar, and then it's that group of Gallo, Encarnacion, Muncie, Voigt. So to me, I have Aguilar ranked in my tier two. I have him actually ranked ahead of Matt Carpenter. So as you were looking at it saying, all right, he's that last, you know, tier two first baseman. We want some exposure to the Brewers lineup. Go ahead and grab him. And if you look at the hitters that were taken after him, Greg, there's none of them where I was kicking myself yeah. like, oh, we should have. So that's, like, so that's it was right. Travis Shaw, yeah. Chapman went afterwards, Tim Anderson. Well, maybe this is a silly Buster question. Posey, so, so I tend to so I tend to agree with Jose you. Contreras, Buxton, Mustakis, like maybe Mustakis, but again, we already had Jose Ramirez. So yeah, so Mustakis and Shaw were probably the two that stood out to me. Still got a brewer, Greg. You got a brewer. <laughs> um, so I wish there was like a guy that went in the next couple picks here that I was like, oh, I wish you wanted you take that guy. There's, it's not there. Not much. It's not we there. could have doubled down on starting pitcher. Yeah. Maybe we go like Eduardo, Eduardo Rodriguez. Rodriguez. But I think if we did that, Ronas probably would have taken Castillo. Which would have worked out well for you because I know you hate Castillo. I do hate Castillo. Although, I will say this. I'm not upset to have like one share of him. There you go, Greg. Greg, coming around on the team. In this situation. Coming around the bend. On this team, it makes sense. On this team, it makes sense to have Luis Castillo. Because we have Jose Barrios. Kind of would like Jay Happ on this team, too. I'll tell you one thing, Greg. Our team is going to lead the league in home runs allowed. Jose Barrios and and Luis Castillo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If that were a category. Not a category. I mean, yeah. We're number one in that category. But these guys have upside, and that's what we needed at this point. Got to take some upside shots. So, Luis Castillo in the ninth round. Value's good. Shout out to Matt Modica. Round 10, I was going to get really mad because they were telling me tar- players they were targeting. And they were doing a better job than I actually remembered. Oh, you know what? I'll tell you. Here's who we were debating in round nine instead of Castillo. You told me this. Justin Upton, we're, we're Eloy Jimenez. Upton, Eloy Jimenez, and McCutcheon. Right. And they all survived. So all of them, them would have been our outfielder three. So all of them survived to round 10. Every one of them. And then they all go back to back to back to back yeah, in round 10. Once I saw one of them go, I said, we're not getting any. And you know I love McCutcheon. I don't have any shares of Eloy yet, so that would have been fun. Uh, Justin Upton. I know you're not a Justin Upton guy at all, Greg, but... I would have been so mad. He's a lock for 250 and, and, tw- and 30 home runs you, and 90 you, RBIs. If you would have put, ju- you would have put Justin Upton and, you would have put Justin Upton and Luis Castillo on the same team for me. <laughs> it's just like, am I even part of this team? I would have just sold it to Venture at that point. But in round nine, we thought that Upton, Eloy, and McCutcheon were ranked so closely that we didn't necessarily want to make sure. a decision. We, sure. were, we were hoping that one of those guys would come back and the decision would be made for us. And it was. I don't hate... You get none. <laughs> I don't hate taking uh, Luis Castillo where we did. We needed the SP. As I said to you, I don't have a problem with it. So round 10 comes. Like This is kind of a weird one, too. Like Obviously, Runet Odor still not off the board when we took Ozzy Alves four rounds again. Just noting that. But there's no way of knowing that. I understand. You know, a lot of high-stakes drafts. Odor stating, has been going in the 7th, 8th round. I'm just stating a fact. You are. Thank you. So, clearly, the, my team's opinion in this was that we need, desperately need a third outfielder. Three? Based on who's left on the board? I would have liked to take the best player on the board, which I don't oh. really know who that is. Devers went after this pick. Yeah. Young, Ahmed Rosario. We have a shortstop yet? Cody Allen. No, we do not. I might have taken Paul DeYoung. I might have taken Paul DeYoung. Okay. I can't knock, can't knock that. But then our third outfielder, 
Wouldn't have been great. So, but here's the thing. So you take Piscotty at the end of the at the end of the tenth. The next outfield, there is no outfielders drafted in round eleven. But what, so what we were looking for, and I'll just kind of explain the logic here, is the next outfielder off the board. The next two outfielders off the board, just for the record, are three. Next four, I'll say: Kyle Schwarber, Aaron Hicks, Ender Inciarte, Billy Hamilton, Corey Dickerson, Domingo Santana. And we considered Aaron Hicks as well, but don't want to have injury optimism. You know, he's already going to start the year on the IL. With the three outfielders that we were looking at in Upton, Eloy Jimenez, and Andrew McCutcheon, what we were trying to get was a batting average that would not kill us, 25 to 30 home runs, solid counting stats. We knew we didn't really need speed because we already have the solid base there, Greg. And to me, we asked you, you no know, Piscotti or Inciarte. And you wanted Inciarte. And yes. right after I took Piscotti, I was like, man, maybe we should have taken Inciarte. But seeing the way that the rest of the team turned out, I don't regret taking Piscotti because I think he gives what was similar to those other outfielders. 260 batting average, 25 home runs, good counting stats in the Oakland A's lineup. He's going to hit in the middle. Hey, Greg, we already got a home run from him. I knew that Tokyo. was coming. I knew that was coming. It was the first text message I said today. Piscotti! I like Piscotti. I think he's a little undervalued. I think Piscotti is almost like, in these drafts, is almost like a poor man's Mitch Hanniger in a way. Yeah. We'll take a break. We'll go over the draft and come back. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Scout Fantasy Sports. I hate Manny Machado. Can I tell you that? I, I hate him. I thought he was trash last year, Adam. Seriously, as a, I was a trash human being. Trying to run guys over. Did you remember that last year when he stepped yeah. on guys? You know, and I really don't get like that because normally I don't care if you're a good guy, bad guy. I just don't like him. Maybe he's a good, he's a good player. I, I respect his ability. I just don't like him as a person, dude. I would never try to injure somebody on a field. Not a fellow competitor. I think that's low class, dude. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. If I get drunk, tell I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who gets drunk next to you. And if I have yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who's heavering to you. Back with you. Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Frank's dancing for those listening on the podcast. We're live on the radio. It's me, Greg. No. You don't like that song? Um, it's my favorite 90s song. And when it comes up on my 90s playlist... Well, we know that, Greg. When it comes back on my 90s playlist, I it's usually... Like a top 100 uh, more 90s often, songs, and that's not in it. More often than not, I skip it. Okay. I mean, yeah. More, not, not always, just, but more often than it's not. It's not a song you can listen to all the time. It's got to catch you at the right time. It just caught me at the right time. I agree with that. You got to catch you at the right time. Let's go back to the draft. Back to the draft room. Even Buscotti, round 10. I have a headache again. I just have a permanent headache this week, I noticed. It's awful. Which combination do you like more, Greg? Okay. Since we were considering Hanniger in the sixth. Yeah. And now that we know that we, we could have got Odor in the tenth. Odor and Hanniger versus Albies and Piscotti. Tag team match. Who you got? Odor and Hanniger. Yeah. I think it's close, though. I don't think it's far. Like Scotty's not that far off from Hanniger. I don't think it's far. Hanniger will give you 10 to 12 steals. Scotty, uh, not no. much. Two, yeah. I mean that's that's the difference. You know, eight to ten stolen bases. That's the difference. That's what Hanniger's doing. But Piscotty made serious gains in the second half last year. I mean, let's not forget what he was dealing with, with his mother, field, obviously mm-hmm. with his mother, and then uh, you know the way that all that went down. Um, and then look, his second half, he was a different player, man. I mean, forty-four percent hard hit rate in the second half. The home run to fly ball ratio massive in the second half as well. Uh, he's obviously hitting the ball hard. He doesn't make a ton of contact in the air. Um, second half, you know, 34.4%. It's solid, but he hits a lot of line drives, too. So, you know, he had 15 home runs in the second half alone playing in Oakland. I think, I, again, I think he could be a 260 to 270 hitter, 25 home runs, you know, 80 to 85 RBIs. He's going to hit third in Oakland's lineup. We saw it today in the game in Tokyo. He was hitting behind Matt Chapman. He was hitting ahead of Chris Davis. I think he's a little undervalued. He's just, people might find him boring because he's going to give you any stolen bases. Right. But for which a you, roster which, which is usually you. You're usually you. the guy that does we that. We already had the base, though. We already had the base, Greg. We had Albies. We had Marte. We had Jose Ramirez. We, we had a lot of stolen bases at that point. Round 11, you guys take uh, Joe Musgrove, which I think makes sense here. He's probably the best throwing pitcher on the board. Yeah. Joe Musgrove, Greggy. Take it away, Greg. In round Congrats. 12. Oh, no. All right. So you're going to take it away. Nope. Round 12, you, you draft Jose Quintana one pick before Domingo Santana. Um, how come? We just Want wanted, we, we wanted more pitching. And we, we told ourselves, so Quintana was our top starting pitcher on the board, and we said we'll take whoever comes back between Santana and Meadows. I figured Ronis was going to take Domingo Santana because we've been drafting him every in drafts that I've been in with Ronis, he, he's taken Domingo Santana every time. So we told ourselves, look, we'll take Quintana. We'll take uh, in round 13. We need a fourth outfielder, whoever comes back between Domingo Santana and Austin. If both of those guys would have went, I don't know what we would have. It's interesting because the guys that went here, I thought, are all kind of you guys. In Domingo Santana, Ramon Mariano, Jordan Hicks, Harrison Bader. I'm off Loriano now. Struck out three times this morning. I hope you are. I am kidding. I can't wait to win more Flores homers on opening day. <laughs> I want you to kiss my damn feet. Uh, that will not happen, Greg. Will you buy me lunch? No, you yeah. still owe. You're trying to get me to buy you lunch. You still owe me lunch. I do. When am I getting my lunch? I get lunch. I get lunch. Man, my word. You didn't even win a lunch. I just told you I'd buy you lunch as a thank you. You didn't win anything. I just wanted that, to thank and you. That was a month ago, by the way. It was. 
It was a month ago. Can we celebrate if, uh, if it was a month, it, wins my bracket? No. Greg, my bracket comes over your, you know, affiliations. You're going to lose your lunch. You're going to lose you, your lunch. You can't, you can't revoke lunches. Sure you can. promise to people. It's my lunch. I can do whatever I want. You can't do that. You owe me a lunch whether you love me or hate me. I think, I think we're going to buy pizza on Friday. Oh, gosh. What? You eat pizza on Friday. You eat on Friday. You eat pizza? What? Can you not eat pizza? No, I can. What's wrong with that? I'm tired of pizza. I eat it every Friday now. It's like the only thing I can eat. I don't know what to tell yeah. you, man. I, I, well, like I said to you previously, I could buy pizza, pizza. for Friday because I want to do something for the tournament, like a little morale boost, like we're yeah. all watching the tournament. Or I could buy pizza next Thursday on opening day. But I think the tournament's like more, I don't know, more fun. I think opening day. More fun for you. Opening day, more fun for me. So you think I should do it next Thursday instead? No, that's fine. Take a poll. No, I mean Friday. Everyone it's wants Friday. pizza before they go out for the weekend. I think I think I thought Friday was a nice thing to do for, for the staff. Yes. All right. So for those that are I listening, for those that are downstairs, those that are downstairs, I'm buying pizza next Friday to be delivered. This Friday. This Friday. Sorry. Not next Friday. This Friday at two o'clock. Don't bring lunch for March Madness. So don't bring lunch, uh, Alex. You will be in charge of ordering said pizza and, and picking it up. No, we'll get it delivered. Okay. We'll get it delivered. Copy you're, that. You're going to be in charge of ordering it. I'll give you my credit card before I go on the air. You can put it on my credit card. Got it. So tw- 10 large pizzas. 10 large on pizzas. Uh, extra garlic knots. Make sure you get like three six packs of beer. You can definitely order a couple garlic knots. I'm not Maybe a pasta platter. No, no, pasta no, platter. no pasta yes, platter. Sure. No pasta platter. Chicken Alfredo. Chicken parm sandwich. Penny, penny Al vodka. I mean, that's right. I just think pizza's easier. All right. Pizza's easier. I'm going to go with garlic knots. I I've never seen no Greg garlic Greg loves knots. garlic knots. I do like oh, garlic Greg knots. loves fresh mozzarella. If you, that's, I would say that's your number one food. It fresh might be. mozzarella. Yeah. Like, I've never seen you eat a sandwich without fresh mozzarella. Well, that's not true. My, like, when I have my sandwiches like Whenever you week. bring in salad, you have like those little balls of fresh mozzarella in your salads? Uh, well, when I create a salad myself, they do, yes. Um, like when I have my sandwiches, there's no fresh mozzarella on there. Really? They're usually like Munster cheese or provolone cheese. Okay. I don't have fresh mozzarella. You're a big fresh mozzarella. Love fresh mozzarella. Love it. Like tonight, we're making big, I'm probably going to make big ziti. You know a lot of fresh mozz. You would love this. I got to make it again. Chicken parmesan with vodka sauce I've done and that. fresh mozz. It's great. I do that. I do that all the time, man. Oh. And then it's spice with oh. the vodka. And spice with the vodka sauce with some spicy red pepper. Oh, yeah. You put that on at the end. I put that on all the time. I put it in the sauce. I put it on after. Oh, yeah, yeah. I put red, hot red pepper flakes on everything. Same. Everything. Any pasta. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. All right. Uh, so you take Austin Meadows in round 13. <laughs> Are you enjoying this anymore, Greg? Uh, yeah. Like just, well, I'm going to do this. I want you to enjoy this. Because the next hour is going to be at my draft. Nah, all right. I'm leaving. All right. Well, I'll talk to Venture. No, no. That's cool. He'll Austin listen. Meadows might be the player that I have on every team. He is. I'm, I'm buying it. I think, again, 2020 upside here. I've seen Roster Resource has him as a platoon player. I don't know if they still do. They did earlier on in draft season. This is a guy who actually held his own against lefties last year. He has prospect pedigree. He was, you know, him and Glass now were the big pieces that the Tampa Bay Rays got back in the trade for Chris Archer last year. So I just think based on his pedigree, uh, what they gave up to get him, I don't think that they're going to platoon him for Guillermo Heredia, Greg. I agree. I think he's going to play every single day. He held his own against lefties last year, and he's an interesting power-speed combination. I think he can hit, let's say, between 16 and 18 home runs and the same from stolen bases. And if he leads off, the run production should be pretty good as well. With a not so bad batting average, let's say two seventy five. Okay, you know I was makes a lot of contact. Like I, said, like I said before, I would have preferred Domingo Santana, as you know. He's do you like Jose Quintana? I do. You've sold me on him. I know he's one of your guys. You sold me on him. 
to me, he's the perfect complement to some of these upside pitchers. Joe Musgrove, you don't know how many innings you're going to get. Avaldi, you don't know how many innings you're going to get. Maybe 140, 150. To me, Quintana, before last year, he was a guy that we depended on for 200 innings, right around 200 innings every single season. And he was just one of those guys where uh, he was a good complement to players like this who will give you the stuff on a per-start, per-inning basis. Guys like Musgrove and Navaldi and Eduardo Rodriguez. But he was a good complement because, all right, maybe he didn't give you a strikeout per inning, but he would give you a solid strikeout rate. He wouldn't give you a whip that would kill you. He was a, you know, 3-6, 3-7 ERA guy. It all kind of imploded last year for Quintana, his first full season with the Cubs. But I, I read something from The Athletic, actually, that said he changed where he was standing on the rubber, Greg. And over his final 12 starts, he had a 3.6 ERA, a 23% strikeout rate, and basically looked like the Jose Quintana that we're used to. I'm hoping he builds off of, you know, that adjustment he made towards the end of the season last year, keeps it going this year. Remember, last year he was being drafted as a top 20 starting pitcher, Greg. Now you're getting him, you know... I like it, absolutely. Pitcher 35 and 40. Pianowski, by the way, had a great tweet last night that you know the Cubs pitchers... One through five, all their starters. You can make a, you can make an argument that any one of the five can slot in, in any number spot. Like Lester's starting opening day, but is like he really the number one, or is Hamels or Quintana or, or somebody else, or you Darvish, right? Like they're all yeah. There's no ace on that team, but there's also no pitcher that is like a normal SP four or SP five on another. So like by the, Sessa. so by the way, I got I want to tell you this in the next hour. Actually, I'll save it for next hour. I'm gonna save it for next hour. It's funny. Okay, uh, continuing on round fourteen here. Oh, 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 you gotta love this one, Greg. So you guys go up and, and you draft Chris Paddock. Oh, and first share of Paddock. So you, you, mine too. So you go out and draft Chris Paddock. Was Lazaro gone yet? He was. He, he actually went in the thirteenth round. And as soon as I saw him go, I said, "Oh, there's no way we're getting Paddock." It's funny. Normally, once you see one of them go, the other one goes. It's funny because in my league, as soon as I saw, I didn't, spoiler alert, I drafted Lazardo. So Paddock went in like the middle of the the. He went. He went. No, in the fourteenth round, middle 14th. of the fourteenth round. So I took him with the first pick of the fifteenth. You got him in in, in the fourteenth round of a fifteen team. Yeah, it's keep, keeper league though. Yeah. Okay. So not the, not, not dissimilar. Not dissimilar. Um. So you go up and get Paddock, which I was excited about. It was one of the picks I really liked because that was fun because I had no no shares of him. At this point, he's our SP six. All right. That's what it is. We got Quintana, Musgrove, Luis Castillo, Berrios, Wheeler, and then you get Paddock as your I'm actually quite off. surprised. The rotation is kind of rounding out nicely. I'm actually quite surprised that Paddock lasted this long because um, you had uh, Lazardo go right in the middle of the 13th round. Yeah, that, and that's and exactly it, what it was I like said. It a round and a half. Normally, yeah. once you see one of them goes, the other one goes. I said, oh, there's no way we're getting Paddock. And you did. So, no Wait, surprise, by the way, because I had the numbers right here. That was the quickest pick that BFF made. Five seconds. Five seconds for him to click. Actually, the next pick was even quicker. <laughs> the next pick was my man, Shane Green. BFF favorite. Four seconds. <laughs> Four seconds on Shane Green. At uh, this point, we just spoiler, needed a second close. Spoiler alert, my other league. Everyone's like, oh my God, there's no closers, no closers. Round 20, I pick Shane Green. <laughs> Why do we always own Shane Green? I don't know. It sucks. So bad. But I'll uh, get like 25 C. Yeah, until he gets traded. This year, he'll probably get traded this nah, year. Nah, don't trade him away. Agreed. Um, round 16. You guys picked uh, you picked your first catcher, Beef Castillo. Beef. Was there any point earlier in the draft that you considered picking a catcher? No. Okay. That's drama under fun. But in round sixteen, good value for catcher. Sure. Like who other what other catchers 
Jan Gomes went right after that. Omar, Omar Narvaez, who I do like. Oh, you know I like Willie Anza Studio? I actually, you know, I have had Castillo ranked higher than Omar Narvaez. Went after him. Robinson Chirinos went in the 14th so round. Here's a, so here's he a pick. Wellington Castillo in the 16th. So here's a pick I don't get. I don't think they're dissimilar. Here's a pick I don't get. Right. Round 17. Andy Simmons. Yeah. What are we doing? So we needed a shortstop. I'm looking down at the board here, and oh, this was this was a Greg special too because it was between him and Simeon. Simeon. And I know you hated Simeon. I do. So I was trying to help you out a little bit here, Greg. And I thought we needed a little bit of uh, a dash of batting average. I'm not saying that Andrew Simmons is going to hit 330, but he hit 290 last year. I see projection systems that have him for between. 290 and 300. He's going to give you, you know, 12 home runs, 12 stolen bases. He's just steady Eddie. Look, obviously, I want a better shortstop than Andrew Simmons. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But in a 15-team league, you're not going to love every player that you have at every single So last year, Andrew Simmons hits 292. Uh, the year before that, he hit 278. The year before that, he hit 281. So he's been between 278 and 292. We wanted someone who helps the batting average. And a lot of those middle infielders at that point they give you between 12 and 15 home runs, 12 and 15 stolen bases. So that's what we were looking at with Andrelton Simmons. We wanted to grab a shortstop. I figured you liked him more than Marcus Simeon. I do like him more than Marcus Simeon, but I don't know that. I just don't think I would have taken either. I think I would have gotten a guy, um, again, admittedly, guys that I like. If I would have won a guy like Jesse Winker stands out as somebody that went in this round that I liked. I was thinking about Winker, too, because, again, we need the batting average. Right. So, And he would have been our outfielder five, which... Winker as your outfield five, that's fine. Absolutely. Very good. No issue there. Um, but I think we were looking at the shortstop starting to dwindle. They're all the same. They're one hour. Yeah, but I, I just, at that point, if you were really mad at us because we had Luis Castillo on the team, I'm like, I can't, I can't end up with Semyon on this team. Greg's going to I can see Frank <laughs> FaceTiming Mike and just being like, Greg already hates this team. Let's just oh, I, w- I was. Like, why do we have to do Semyon to him, too? Like, I feel like that's how the conversation basically. went. And in round 18, short- so I was pumped about that one. Yeah, I was real pumped about that one. That was a good thing. First share as well. That was great. We took Fernando Tatis. Fernando Tatis. I was real pumped about that round. That was great. Yep. I was so really excited about that. We knew that, that we were going to be light at shortstop. We didn't have a middle infielder at this point, so we knew that we were going to be uh, light at shortstop and middle infield. So we wanted to take an upside shot here. Take Fernando Tatis. Later on, we ended up grabbing someone who fill in at middle infielder. I think we ended up with Adam Frazier, who we spoke about yesterday on the program. He's fine. Uh, good to lead off for the for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Could give you again. And a lot of these middle infielders are you know ten to fifteen home runs, maybe ten stolen bases from Adam Frazier. He's going to lead off. He makes a lot of contact, so he's going to fill in until Fernando Tatis is up. And a lot of what I said about Tatis, Greg, has been, I think it's similar to Labor Torres from last year. The Yankees were ready to compete. You didn't know when Labor Torres was going to be up. He was getting drafted in the middle rounds. Um, we knew what the upside could be. I don't think it's that far off from Fernando Tatis. You know, I know Machado has come out and said that he wants Tatis to break camp. Now, that's not going to happen. But And I don't even know if we see him in April. But would it surprise you if we see him as early as May? It wouldn't surprise me because I think, I think the Padres want to make some noise this year, Greg. Attic might break camp with the team. So I Make a push. I, I understand they want control, but I think they also... I think they want to make they want to make some noise this year. And if you bring up Tatis and you have Paddock uh, and Matt Strom, who everyone's hyping up, and you obviously do, you have Machado signing, and you know, they still could trade for one of these Indian starting pitchers too. So I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Tatis is up in May. 
Labor Torres was up much earlier than expected last year, and he had an awesome season. I'm jumping around now. I, I could see something similar to that from Tatis. I'm jumping around a bit now. Some of our picks. Yep. You Admittedly, I am not. You, I am not an Alex Wood. That was weird. I didn't want anything to do with it. But yeah. Florio, Florio, Florio did you, did you guys um, think you got good value at Zach Eflin by any chance? You're like, all right, whatever. Honestly, we had like eight starting pitchers in the queue at that point. I couldn't really differentiate any of them because I yeah, think I mean, they're all kind of similar. You took them instantly, and the, the only reason I asked like, you said you liked Eflin. No, I do. Eflin. So I took Florio liked Eflin. So I took I took Eflin in my other draft last night. I took him like much earlier than this, despite it being not a fifteen team league. I took him much earlier, and like I feel like I screwed up because you guys got him here in this league. You know? I don't. I don't think people are particularly Eflin him. or really that excited. But again, based on what we said yesterday about Eflin. He got the stuff. He had the velocity jump last year. Yeah. So we'll see if uh, if he can carry some of that over to this season. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll. Is there anything else? I'll you feel better the about show? the team now, Greg. I feel like you feel a little bit better. A little bit better. Head- headaches subsiding. Okay. Can we break down my my other team now. My other draft. Yeah. We'll do it next. Adventure. <laughs> 